This is Emmanuel God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to our Lord's house this morning as we gather together for worship. Uh, We begin by singing our first song. of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, 
announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead, and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we prepare for the season of Lent, our Old Testament reading today is written in Isaiah chapter 55. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle. And it shall make a name for the Lord, an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our epistle is written in Hebrews chapter 4. So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from its sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 8. When a great crowd was gathering and people from town after town came to Jesus, he said in a parable, a sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. As he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when his disciples asked him what this parable meant, he said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But for others they are in parables, so that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. For they believe for a while and in a time of testing they fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear. But as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. As for that, in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, 
Hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. Jesus is alive. Our gospel reading today, the parable of the sower, is our text. These words, a farmer went out to sow his seed. The seed is the word of God. These are the words of our text, God's grace and his mercy and his peace. Be multiplied to you now and forever through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. St. Paul wrote to a young pastor. His name was Timothy. And this is what St. Paul wrote to him. God wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. This is good and pleases God our Savior. Those words are very important for you. They tell you that God wants you to be saved. There is no doubt about that. God wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. And you are part of all people. You are part of this world that he has created and he wants all people to be saved. Therefore, he wants you to be saved and he has done something about it. Paul tells Timothy, I am telling you the truth. I am not lying. This is the truth. This is the will of God. This is the desire of God's heart. He wants to pour out upon you his love, his forgiveness, and his salvation. It's true. God doesn't lie. Oh, what confidence. Oh, what joy. Oh, what peace of mind and heart and body and soul. God wants you to be saved. In fact, he desires that so strongly that he gave his son to save you and everyone else in the world. St. Paul writes, For there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all men. God wants you to be saved. And in Christ, you, his child, can be confident of this truth. And it is this confidence in your salvation that the devil attacks. He tempts you with all kinds of doubts. He turns your eyes away from Jesus, away from the cross, away from the empty tomb, away from the good news that God wants all people, even you, to be saved. And your sinful heart that dwells inside of you joins right along with the devil in attacking the certainty of your salvation. How could God want me to be saved? You know your sin. 
It is always before you, isn't it? The good that you want to do, you don't do. And the wicked and hurtful and awful things that you don't want to do are the very things that you think, do, and say. And it's easy for you and me to condemn ourselves and to say, oh, what a wretched person I am. There is absolutely no way that God could love me or have mercy upon me. You wrongly conclude in your heart that God does not want you to be saved. But the true words of St. Paul ring like a church bell. They resound against the devil. They echo against your sinful heart. God wants all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. And that includes you. And this morning, if you hear nothing else of this sermon, make sure you have heard this part. God wants you to be saved. And of that, there is absolutely no doubt. But so that you may count upon this truth all the more confidently this morning, Jesus tells you and me a parable. He says, a farmer went out to sow some seed. The seed is the word of God. In Jesus' day, the farmer didn't have a GPS in his tractor so that all of his seeds were sown in a straight row. You've driven past today's fields. The rows are perfectly straight and precisely spaced apart at just the right distance. Or they are perfectly placed around a center pivot so that they might receive the proper amount of moisture at the right time. But not so in the days of Jesus. The farmer had a pouch of seeds that he wore around his neck, and he would grab a handful of seeds, and he would cast the seeds out on his field. And the seeds went everywhere. They landed along a path, Some fell on rocks, other seeds landed among thorns, and some of the seed fell upon good soil. God is like that farmer, Jesus says. He casts out his word with reckless abandon. The seed, the word of God, goes everywhere, lands everywhere. It is cast into every corner of the world, across every continent, into every nation, among all languages. The message of Jesus Christ and him crucified and risen from the dead for the forgiveness of sins and life everlasting is broadcast around the world for all people to hear. Why? Well, you know. Because God wants all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. It is God's desire that everyone come to know what Jesus Christ has done for them. How he has redeemed the world with his blood, by his sacrifice, and his holy life. And this includes you. Jesus wants you to believe in him as Lord and Savior. His word is living, it is active, and saving faith comes by hearing the word. And so, with reckless abandon, 
God scatters his word around the world. And the devil and the world and our sinful nature oppose the will and the work of Jesus. That's what we learn in the parable. When Jesus broadcasts his word, the devil comes along and steals the word. Satan does this so that people will not believe and be saved. The devil opposes the good and gracious will of God with all of his wicked might. And wherever the good news of salvation is being proclaimed, there the devil is right at work to harden people's hearts, to increase unbelief, to put obstacles in the way of the gospel. That's the reason why missionaries around the world face such hard hard labor and hard work in bringing the gospel to people. It's the reason why churches sit empty. The reason why pastors and the members of congregations get so discouraged. Because the devil is at work to hinder and slow the proclamation of the word of God. And Jesus says in our text that there are other obstacles too. Times of testing take their toll. Difficult days, tragedies, natural disasters, lost jobs, broken relationships, discouragements, and disappointments, and all manner of testings hinder the word of God. There are people who believe in Jesus And then tragedy strikes, and they walk away from Jesus. They reject him in anger or disillusionment. Maybe you know someone like that, a friend, a family member. A time of testing came, and they throw up their hands and give up on God. In the parable, Jesus goes on to say that life's worries, riches, and pleasures, those too can be at work to try to destroy faith in Jesus. You know how it goes. People get busy with their life. I mean, just trying to make ends meet. Just trying to put food on the table, taking care of the kids, paying the bills, maintaining the cars, going to doctor's appointments, and so much more consumes their life. And then there are all of the things that we have to do. I mean, there are mountains to ski. There are deer to shoot. Fish to catch. Courses to golf. That's getting really close to home. (laughs) Places to see. Things to watch. I mean, there is absolutely no limit to the amount of things we can be caught up in so that there's no time left to hear the life-giving, soul-refreshing, sin-forgiving word of God. And yet God wants all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. And so he continues to broadcast his word around the world for all to hear and all to believe. But the devil in times of testing and worries and riches and pleasures of life oppose God's word at every, turn, at every turn, and they undermine his work so that people refuse and reject the gift of forgiveness and eternal salvation. But that does not stop God 
It does not stop him. He continues to proclaim his word with reckless abandon. And he calls and he gathers and he enlightens the hearts of people everywhere. His word is poured out in holy baptism. His word is heard and hearts believe. He still wants all people to be saved. And he works day and night, year after year, to rescue people from unbelief and certain damnation. And he takes no pleasure in the unbelief and the death of a sinner. And as his word is carried here and there, people believe and are saved. They come to a knowledge of the truth. They are called out of the darkness of sin and into the marvelous light of God's salvation. And they join you and me as believers in Jesus Christ, in confessing him as Lord and Savior. And they rejoice with you and me in the forgiveness of sins and everlasting life. And how does it all happen? Well, God tells us in our Old Testament reading, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, God says, but it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Now, if you doubt that word of God, you shouldn't. Because you are living proof that that word of God is true. Aren't you? He has called you out of the darkness of unbelief into the marvelous light of his salvation. God's work, God's word did its work in you. It accomplished what he desired. You believe and you are saved. And every day you are under attack from the devil and the world and your sinful flesh. Every day you face times of testing and you are not exempt from the worries, the riches and the pleasures of the day. But do not be afraid. Jesus keeps you as his little lamb. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God is faithful. Even when we are unfaithful, he is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. He will always provide for you a way of escape, a way of safety. And he promises that nothing in all of creation can separate you from him. No one can snatch you out of his hand. And he will keep you steadfast in saving faith. And on the last day, Jesus will raise you from the dead. And of this you can be confident. Of this you can be sure. There is no reason to doubt, no reason to question. Why? Because God wants all people, you, to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. And he has done everything, 
everything necessary for your salvation. And he has in his mercy granted you saving faith in him. Of this you can be sure. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. Now, may the peace of God that comes from knowing the certainty of your salvation, may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord to life everlasting. Amen. We continue and speak together the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Jesus, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.